listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. Uh, we recorded this before the election, so if the world is on fire, um, that's why we're not talking about it. Uh, what we do talk about is the song YMCA. We talk about uh, Italy and COVID-19. We talk about the Samurai Mall murders, which sadly is not a joke. Uh, we talk about the film Mandy, we talk about Five Elements Ninja, we talk about Cabin in the Woods, Boys in the Trees, Iron Monkey, the Doom Patrol television show, The Good Place, and The Haunting of Bly Manor as we try to distract ourselves from 2020 American politics. If you enjoy the 9to5 Entertainment System, uh, please enjoy more of it by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, subscribing to any level $3 or more to get an episode of Garbage Time. Each and every episode of 9ES, we keep the microphones rolling a little bit afterwards uh for usually another 30 or 40 minutes of uh kind of bonus content that's a little more raw and uh long-winded and uh garbagey but in a good way uh, enjoy the show this is nine years annual coin toss between a douche sandwich and a and a giant turd it is we are on the eve it, it, this this whatever we this have to say it. about the election is uh, is moot because by the time this is published we will know or we won't this that's what i had to say <laughs> it's the quad annual coin toss yep and uh, we will either know or we won't right depending on what's going on yeah uh, i just i have a question that is is i guess political adjacent uh, but not necessarily directly related to the election, but it is related to one of the candidates. So apparently at every single rally, uh, Trump like plays himself out to the village people's YMCA. And I was like, what? That's a, kind of amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's the, like the weirdest, like gay anthem, like thing in the world. And he just does his little Trump dance. And that's his, like, that's his closing to every rally. And I was like, what a weird like footnote to all of this. He's like, you I know mean, what? Look, man, reality t- TV star, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to get the listens. <laughs> get them clicks. Just wow. YMCA. It's... Because like uh, Saturday Night Live did a, did a bit about it where there were like the village people were like, and I was, I was actually, I mean, I guess because of social distancing, guest stars and stuff are, are hard to come by. But I was like, I was a little sad they didn't bring on the actual village people for the bit. Because I was like, they're not, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're the village people and it's covid like nobody's booking them for like free outdoor festivals or whatever their bread and butter is right now I, what do you think they're up to anyway i bet they've all moved on to do other things you know no. i mean it's, it's I'm like sure 40 lot, years later a lot so of maybe them some have, of them are dead uh, i'm sure some of them are dead but i feel that you just have Still macabre <laughs> it's but also I, halloween right this is the post halloween episode mm-hmm I feel like, but I, I know that they did a like a, a free outdoor show as part of Just for Laughs or whatever. Huh. Like, uh, I don't know what the original lineup is. I feel they're a lot like the Beach Boys, where there's like one or two guys <laughs> that are right. holding it down as OG members, and then I don't know. You think the Beach Boys could? The voice is still going. Brian ain't there. What else are they gonna do? I don't know. Mike Love is still doing it. He's selling everything he can. All yeah. Mike Love is still still cashing checks and right. signing Beach Boys. <laughs> They're not big checks anymore. Signing surfboards and cashing checks. Yeah, exactly. True. But yeah, that's it. And they, yeah, they had like so they had everybody SNL cast members coming out as the Village People, and I was like, it would have been an extra icing on the cake had it been the actual Village People. Yeah. Because holy crap, just going out to dance to YMCA, and then he has the audacity to not do the YMCA part. He just kind of like does an old man dance to it. I was like, but there's, we all know the thing. You put the, you make the Y and then you make the M and then you make the CA. I don't know, man. When, when you're 75 and you're the president of America, you're going to not dance what when was, the YMCA there song was also, comes on. Oh, my God. What was the thing there? They were like, we're both, both candidates. They were like, oh, like, remember the good old times with like Obama, whatever. I was like, that he's still 20 years younger than both candidates. And you're like, Bill Clinton is younger than both candidates. And he was the president in the 90s. Like. <laughs> like it's, they're both in their 70s don't trust it like oh man anyway so yeah that, that's it, that's happening mm. uh 
<clears throat> so what else? What else is, uh, has been going on? I, I was uh, I was thinking about it today. I was like, 90s is where I get to sit and talk to my two best friends despite isolation. And That's I was true. like, and I was like, how how are things going on with you guys? It's been a, a tumultuous time, Scott. I I wish I could talk to my two best friends. I get you guys. <laughs> you assholes. Uh, low hanging comedy fruits. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but they're the dead members of the village people. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone the other way. They're busy doing some election bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Uh, we had a couple of COVID scares. So I've had in the, that in the household or in the hospital? Both. Yeah. Ooh. yeah uh, Archer brought home a nice little school f- cold. Cool. Got all of us sick, so he, he had to stay home for almost a week, mm-hmm. and then we all missed days of work because of that, and we all got tested at different times. Fine. Uh, yeah, and then after I got back from work, one of my coworkers tested positive after her kid tested positive, so Jeez. had to deal with that all again. That was good times. What does this bring you up to? Test number five, six? I've gotten tested twice. I okay. missed well, like two weeks of work scattered out over the summer, which makes sense. I mean, if I get a cold, they don't want me yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it is just cold, and I infect everyone with my cold. Then they all start exhibiting symptoms, and they all have to miss work again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 sending the 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 emails around work where they were like, just don't, just same same messages as in the spring, like sniffles, cough, scratchy throat. Just don't mess around. Just yeah. stay home. Like all the all the crews and stuff that are not working from home. Like <clears throat> they're like, yeah, do not do not mess around, please. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Pat's uh, partner, uh, Rachel. She uh, she went back to New Zealand for a couple months to help out her mom a bit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and they do the they 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 do a very intense isolation when you get back. Like they put you up. So only people from New Zealand are allowed into New Zealand right now. Like it's just like flat out. Uh, nobody no admission and then when you if you are an expatriate of new zealand returning uh you get put in a uh state sponsored like hotel stay for two weeks total isolation it's not even like go home and isolate you it's like there are policemen at the door kind of thing like you're in you're in the hotel uh but if you go out in the hall like there are cops in the hall making sure that people aren't like fraternizing in the hallway i mean that's the way to do it but it's like an island country with a population of four million Something like that. It's easier to get away with that. Well, also, but apparently one of the big uh, things is that their medical infrastructure is, like, just enough to support the sick people that they have. (laughs) Like, there's no, no, like, wiggle room. They were like, if we get an influx of COVID, they're like, our medical system is not designed. Like, we do not have the beds. We do not have the space. We do not have a surplus of anything. So, like, it would get... Real bad, real fast. If they go full Italy, yeah, 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 exactly. That's it. So that they they put like that full, they put early early lockdown measures really intense. But, this, uh, but yeah, this, though, did New Zealand try um, applauding from their balconies at seven p.m. Because I'm told that does wonders for your healthcare system. Yeah. Just, now, now hold on I mean, a second. You said full Italy, but the, the story is much more complex than that. You guys didn't read that that Atlantic article that I sent you. They talk about how Italy was the first place that gave people warning that the story is is much more complicated than than just it spreads. Because the north part of Italy, they had thirty five thousand cases over whatever two or three weeks. It was like crazy. Tons and tons of people died. But then everywhere else in Italy, that didn't happen at all. It. it yeah. The, the spread was much, much, much less. And they're saying that there's like, you're actually only infectious for a short window. There's more, it's more about super spreader events than it is about general spreading. So there's mm-hmm. like a lot more randomness to this than um, whatever. Well, or so less randomness in many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more unknowns, but less randomness. Like if you just yeah. have to figure out if you are one of the people who is, yeah. I think that to summarize that, it was basically saying that like, 20% of the people infected cause 80% of infections, something like that. I remember something like that, 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 that yeah. number <laughs> roughly, which is, uh, so yeah. But then you're like, what do you do with that information? You're like, you are in the 20%. No, it's not. <laughs> because 80% of the people who are being careful 
about it, even if they do get infected, if they're not asymptomatic, they're yeah. still isolating and washing their hands and staying home as much as 20% of the people are, and I need to, I need, I need to go to that concert. Like that sounds karaoke. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the article even mentioned that too, right? Where they're like, it's difficult to say if this is like uh, a, a social phenomenon or if this is actually the virus is different in certain people. Like, yeah. Like, what was what was that quote that you that you had? Where you're just sort of like, your friends have more friends than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> like just, it's math. Uh, in in local news, uh, mm-hmm. at least we're not Quebec City, where uh, samurai mall warriors go on with <laughs> So I, I read about that. What was his reasoning? <laughs> Seriously, a guy in Quebec City ran around and killed like five people over the weekend yeah. with a sword. With a katana. Like, I'm yeah. sorry that we're laughing. Like, this happened. But it's the most. It's 2020. 2020 has done this to us. The yeah. Swords will fucking cut you. Swords will cut you wide open. So he had said this to his psychologist like five years ago that this was something he wanted to do. Wow. Uh, five years of therapy and checkups, and they're just like. We got this under control. You're cured. Plus, you can be off your meds. <laughs> you make a plan, you see it through. It's just like again, I really apologize because people died. But it's like in the in the film, it's like he just like he just like you see him like pouring like the meds like into the toilet, and it's like whoop, like zoom in on his eyes, <laughs> and then he just like takes the sword off the wall and just like heads to the mall immediately. He looks over to his TV. Gretzky's there. Hundred percent of the shots you don't take, buddy. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, people died. Yep. I, I mean, and I guess <laughs> here's the, here's where we get really dark. I guess the reason we can laugh at that is because it's like a drop in the bucket to the uncontained pandemic in the United States <laughs> or Quebec. We're still getting or, cases a day. That's true. Yeah, the Nova Scotia killer. There's that guy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, well, and that, I mean, I guess also addendum to the to the whole Quebec thing where, like, it feels bad that Quebec's numbers are going up. But then it's at least they're kind of spread around because, like, we're having, like, say, like a thousand something cases a day. But we were used to be doing that in just Montreal. Like, now when you, like, drill down, it's all over the place, which is, like, simultaneously, like, not as bad and much, much worse. Like, when you're, like, there's only, like, two or three hundred cases a day in Montreal, where it used to be a thousand cases a day in Montreal. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel that like there's almost like we're getting our shit together, but now it's just obviously in more places. So the numbers are going to be higher. I don't really know how the math kind of lines up exactly, yeah. but like, like our, but it used to be a thousand cases a day and they were all in urban Montreal. Now, like we're a third of Quebec's cases and the rest are kind of like spread out into other regions. Well, which it's is terrifying. Six, six weeks of super lockdown. Yeah. Some of it got loose. It's out in the outer regions now, but they'll spread a lot less quickly out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but I mean, 300 no, cases in Montreal is one thing when there has like a hundred and something cases in Quebec City, and you're like, well, Quebec City is not three times smaller than. Well, really. the thing that the the spike in cases we got not too long ago was Thanksgiving, just families getting together, and so yeah, I think I think that's that's pre- oh my god, yeah, I, I know we don't like to necessarily talk about politics and COVID, and it's all we've been talking about, but holy crap, that I feel awkward and uncomfortable watching Halloween happen outside of my window. Like just just people in the streets, just walking around in groups, and I'm like, I wonder if they're all from the same household. I, I yeah, but you don't spread it around out in the streets. It's when you're in an enclosed space and you're breathing someone else's air for a while. But if you're real close with all, like, like they're they're just like little like, I mean, like the guidelines are that you're not even supposed to like have public meetings in parks, right? Like outside of one yeah. household. And a little I mean, crazy. Like, There's not a lot little. of evidence that says that it spreads outside like that. It spreads sure. when you're when the air is not moving and when you're like breathing yeah. the same person's air for 15 minutes. Don't like they had wrong. airplanes, right? People are on the airplane. They they look at the map. You know who had it, and then how did it get spread? And it's like the one seat and like the 12 seats around the person all got it, and then nobody else. Yeah, and that's like eight hours locked in a metal tube with the same breathing the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's fine. And I think that there were a lot of people who were going out of their way to to be very safe. But I was just thinking back to last year when they were like, there might be some hail. Halloween is canceled. And they're like, there might be some COVID. It's fine. <laughs> like, I, just, I they, went they, out they canceled with, Halloween last year. 
I went out for Halloween and we, everybody on the streets was staying two meters apart. They were like going around the cars on the outsides. Everybody was super freaking happy. The little kids were like throwing, there were little candy catapults tossing candy at the kids so they didn't have to come up to the door. It was adorable. And I, I thought everybody was being really safe. You live in a classier part of town than Scott and I. Um, I, never, I, I never heard I, I guess so. Quiet. Um, we stayed. Oh, your neighborhood was just shut down? Yeah. Ooh. Almost all of it. Almost my whole neighborhood stayed home. Or they went to Westmount to go trick or treating. I don't. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Take it up to TMR. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, my neighborhood was quite active at Halloween. It was, uh, and like, like I said, I, I 100% hope everything was fine because, like, I do know that outdoor, open air, all that stuff. But it, it was just like just seeing like clusters of like 10, 12 people and kids and whatever, and they're all like, "Yay!" and they're all hanging out. And I was like, oh, yeah, like uh, two weeks from now, I guess we'll hope." help and mm-hmm. i guess i guess the goal at this point is to try to make it manageable so that you can say small gatherings are okay for christmas right i think that's the entire like yep. any health health uh like thing because because people are going to get together at christmas no matter what right like they're going to completely ignore the rules like when they had that the uh, like 50 yeah. percent of canadians were like i'm seeing my family at thanksgiving <laughs> like and all that stuff i was like people are going to go and it's going to be the worst because like it's the double family time where you go see your family like elderly and whatever else anyway well, the, worst, the worst thing is the people who are most likely going to break it and break it big are the ones yeah. who have been careful for the month leading up to it yeah exactly that's it Ugh. right anyway that, that's going to suck uh yeah no archer did a scavenger hunt around the house where he had to answer riddle me this batman's was he Batman? Nice. Oh, he was uh, Umbreon, but he had to solve the riddles to find out where little bags of candy were hidden around his house. Give us some of the riddles. Give us some of the riddles. Are yeah, we smarter than an actor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you were. Like, they were pretty obvious. Like, uh, in order to find the next of your clues, go to the place where we keep your shoes. Oh, man. I was going to say go to the place where we make number twos. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the closet? Is it the closet? <laughs> you see Arthur's like, hey, and like runs to like a corner in his bedroom. You're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen. And then Russ and I watched a bunch of scary movies. It was a good time. Yeah, I know. We watched a um the the Netflix documentary about the uh finding of a mummy. So it was like kind of spooky and also kind of uh, you know True tales of spooks and scares. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Mandy. Y'all, hey! I finally, finally, watched I finally Mandy. got around to watching Mandy. What'd you think? Uh, <laughs> it's a that was my movie of ni- 2019. <laughs> it's so like you know you know the premise and stuff of Mandy, right, Scott? Nicholas Cage is crazy. Sure, but it's no, like it's so it's much so deeper. Much deeper. My, yeah. Oh, I, I, no, I thought you meant that other Nicholas Cage movie where Color right. Out of Space. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. the one where he was crazy. Uh, um, the drive uh, angry, no. face off, <laughs> crazy one. He plays the crazy uh, guy. Connor, leaving Las Vegas. Wait, 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 wait. Where where he drives the car and he goes like, "Let's go." That's uh, oh, no. uh, sixty seconds. That's the crazy. one. Crazy Nick Cage. Oh, hmm. uh, what what was what is Nick Cage? Yeah, that's, that's what I was. He's going to be in a Superman, right? <laughs> What was the one you said, Scott? Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Damn it, forgot that one. Uh, so Mandy, so Mandy. Could, like, almost could be an entry into the Mad Max universe, right? Like there is, there are heavy indications that this movie is post-apocalyptic or something, or maybe not what? even on Earth. Okay, yeah. so when he drives away, there is that is not Earth that he is driving away from. That skyline is not okay. I think right. I think what that was was he was still in the acid trip and he was channeling Mandy's because Mandy was always reading the like seventies pulp sci-fi books and right. like that painting was like her vision. Okay, of him. so weird, um, uh, like car car graveyard in the mountains is like yeah. a, a weird thing. And now here's the thing that that kind of tip that I was like, even though it's like 1983 AD in the Shadow Mountains. Like yeah. setting of the film. <laughs> um, here's the thing that like where it tipped me off where I was like, oh, this could be post-apocalyptic was when a tomato was $5. Like she has just the tomato and she's like, that's $5. And then she just puts the money in a box. Like there's no till or whatever. You're like, this society is like post something, right? 
like like that's like the that's like kind of like one of the only real interactions that you see of like what society is like there's no drugs or anything in that scene where you're like there's no cash register she just works at this weird little store and one tomato is five dollars and then that's an interesting take I really thought that it was like her being a space cadet and just like not even caring a shit about her job. Maybe, but it's an I feel like take, it, I didn't think about it that. Maybe it may be a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Like, and it's the same thing too with like how does this lumberjack also apparently have like access and ability to like a forge? You know, like, like, like there, there's like, and again, that's also not acid. He's just like, I'm going to make myself a scythe and just does it. Like, so there's like, there is kind of like a thing of like a post, if not post-apocalyptic, but like a post-society element. What do you make of him of- just being a lumberjack though? Like the opening shot of him coming home from his job, it's like they helicopter him in to cut down trees and stuff. Like that's just yeah. like, you don't have civilized, you don't have that in a post-apocalyptic but think about how uh, I don't think that people helicopter in and out of like lumber yards that often. So maybe yeah, you can do. only helicopter in and out of like really remote things because lumber is such a like, I don't know, like a, a, a sweet like thing. And that's why they're all like recluses in the mountains. Right. Because maybe the cities are not like safe. Huh. Maybe it's possible. I mean, I'm just thinking it's, it's, it's there's, possible. There's not a lot to go on. You know, there's there's good stretches in there where you have no idea if anything's happening really, or if it's just an acid trip or whatever. Yeah, I also love the 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 I guess the turning point of where things ultimately go very poorly for Mandy is very when much so. the, the the Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah Sand is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Jeremiah Sands like plays the record and he's like, listen to the beauty of the music, whatever. But it's like at no point in time have they told you what like Mandy's musical tastes are, but she is wearing like Slayer and Black Sabbath and like just metal t-shirts all the time. And I was like, she's going to think this music is trash. It doesn't matter how much drugs she's on. And then she starts laughing at him being like, this music is trash. And then he gets back. (laughs) But it's great because it's just like, just like the the choice of like having this like kind of goth goth girl who reads like the weird 70s sci-fi crap and stuff just wearing like 80s yeah wearing 80s metal bands t-shirts and stuff like that and then him being like listen to this divine shitty music and i was like yo it doesn't matter how much drunk she's on she is not gonna dig your music i and then she did it and she just laughs at him and then and they brutally kill her but you know and it's also kind of weird because it's as though you like, like, so I was watching it with Andrew and Alex and they, I was like, I told them, I was like, I promise you it gets, it's going to get crazy. Cause I had heard of like chainsaw duels and like, and whatever else uh, that goes on. I was like, I don't know exactly when, and I know it, it's a bit of a slog to like get crazy. And you're kind of wondering what you're watching <laughs> until it does. And then it gets so crazy that you kind of wonder why it got so crazy and like, it does like that whole thing. But then when you're watching it, uh, like with those weird title cards, it's as though even the movie acknowledges that the film Mandy is really just the revenge thing. Right. Cause it's like, there's the, the three title cards are the shadow mountains, 1983 AD, uh, the family, uh, something family of Eden seed or whatever the heck it is. And then at about an hour in, it says like Mandy, like, <laughs> and then you're watching the film Mandy. Keith, I, uh, did like, another... Keith, did you like this movie as much as John did? Because I'm looking at the list right now, and Mandy is sitting above movies like Ex Machina, Office Space. Yeah, no, it's fine. Bro. So here's the here's the thing that happens. I, I... Uh, here's the thing that happens at about in a span of about five minutes in the film. So someone attacks him, rips his shirt, he kicks them down a pit, comes out into a room. There's a guy with a giant spike where his dick should be, watching porno. He then brutally kills that guy after the guy's spike dick gets caught on the floor. The person who he throws down a pit runs back in. Nicolas Cage screams, you ripped my shirt again and again. Kills that guy. Sees a shard of glass with a bunch of cocaine in it. And then just snorts a bunch of cocaine. This is like in the middle of the movie. This isn't like the climactic scene or whatever. Nicolas Cage is just like, here we go. 
<laughs> Which I also like to like. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but there's stuff like that that I'm sure like like a part of me wishes to believe that it was like ad libbed, right? Like where you're like, oh, they just have like the drugs around, whatever, because it's the drug that. And Nicholas Cage is like, yeah. And then after I kill them, it's bad. Like, and he just does like a mountain of cocaine, and then just gets back in his car, and he's like, time to continue revenge. You know, I haven't, and I haven't seen this movie, and it's making me mad at Zack Snyder again. And I'll tell you why. Because he's going to put... Oh, my God. Because he's going to put Jared Leto back as the Joker and not Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, but I was going to say that he's, 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 he's digging... <laughs> in, in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. But I was going to say, he's digging, he's digging up so many uh, like of the lost actors and stuff like that. I was like, I thought you were going to say he's not bringing back... He's not bringing back Nicolas Cage as Superman. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, I watched a bunch of movies. I watched Cabin in the Woods after you guys talked about it so much. So good. You it's, hadn't seen it? I had seen it before, but I had never rewatched it. So never oh. after knowing the twist. And it was delightful. It's so good, dude. It's I like thought, I thought a lot of it would would hinge on on the on the hook, on the, the M Night Shyamalan twist. And I'm like, no. no. It, it's it goes it's down fine. smooth and you you're watching for all the details, and it's great. All the details are there. Well, I, again, talking to Andrew, talking to Andrew and Alex, uh, he, they were like, "Cabin in the Woods" is kind of a, a like a litmus test. Like they were like, they're like, they're like, hey, do you guys like?" Because we were trying, we were trying to pick like which Halloween uh, kind of horror spooky movie to to like stream together as a as an as an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Cabin in the Woods like came up to the mix, but I was like, I literally just watched it like a week or two ago, and they were just like, they were like, some of our they're like some of our friends, they they like Alex and Andrew really enjoyed it, and they were like, we showed it to some of our friends like whatever a couple of years ago, and they were like a whole group of people, and like half the people were like, this is dumb, and this is like it's cheesy, and I can't believe, and they're like, what movie are you watching, man? Like <laughs> like what are you? Here's the thing: if you're not gonna get all those references, don't recommend the movie like it's like it's like a deep cut that you have to get I, to get so i don't I, think you necessarily not, need to know that much, that many references other than like it's it's need to know a few because if yeah. if you don't know what the tropes are then you don't know what they're poking at when they get to it so i've got a friend at work who was convinced she couldn't watch horror movies mm-hmm. and i tossed her uh, ready or not and the wolf of snow hollow and she watched them and was like, oh, those were really good. Like, maybe I can watch horror movies. And then she watched three Halloween movies, a bunch of Friday the 13th stuff. She was just like, I can do this. I thought it would give me nightmares forever. And it looks like 2020 is a year. So I've been, like, sliding her suggestions. And I was like, Cabin in the Woods, but wait. You yeah. Catch, yeah. catch up yeah. with more because you'll like it so much more when, you, when you're, like, soaked in it. Especially Evil Dead. Like I, I feel that like if you if you at the like, to the like I don't think you need to be like a, a, a horror aficionado or whatever. But I was like I feel that like a good aficionado. yeah exactly that's it. Like I, 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 you're you're not a huge horror fan, but like a couple a couple of the teenage classic slashers and Evil Dead uh, will pretty much get you through understanding Cabin in the Woods. Thirteenth yeah, like, like, is you have to watch that to get Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. First person to get high or the first person to have sex like all of that stuff's important yeah there, there's some some deeper references in there like the funny games opening that oh, it like, like tells you there. you are con- you're watching a meta movie right here guys yeah. <laughs> like and you there's, wouldn't there's possibly know that unless you'd watch the original funny games right the, yeah. the german one yeah i think it was yeah. german or the original one yeah no like I, i'm not saying that the deep cuts are there but yeah there's still an enjoyable like fun movie as long as you kind of know know some of the tropes, all right. But uh, she she's like doing the deep dive through horror movie history, and I'm like, Cabin in the Woods hmm. is going to be the dessert. Like you got to absolutely the, yeah. like it more and more you're you're watching. And she's been you know watching three movies a week, mm-hmm. uh, going through the list. I, I watched will, oh, oh. I watched a movie that no one has watched, and it's hard to watch. Uh, not not hard to watch like viscerally. Like it is difficult to track down, which is uh, a shame because it's amazing. It's a movie called uh, Boys in uh, Boys in the Trees. Uh, it's an Australian film. Came out I want to say in 2016 or 2017. So like pretty contemporary. Uh, so I get the the Shutter newsletter, 
uh, and they they did they did a, a a Halloween film triple bill from like a bunch of their editors, and it was not. Uh, and they were like in this name of like which they're kind of smart about actually. If you actually read the Shutter newsletter, they're not just plugging stuff on Shutter, and they like they're they're like we would like you to keep subscribing to our newsletter uh, because it's like a horror movie newsletter and yes sometimes it's going to shill for our thing but then it's also not just like not every article is like and here's what's coming to shutter this week like which there is a little bit of that which i also don't hate because i do have the service but like when they so they had a bunch of their editors put together like uh, everyone everyone reads the magazine at the movie theater right yeah it's fine (laughs) basically everyone reads that (laughs) magazine you pick it up you flip through it you got 15 minutes before the movie starts it's okay that it's chilling yeah, that's it. But um, but but th- but at the same time, I like I also appreciate it as a horror movie fan because like they're not just talking about movies on their platform, right? So uh, they all had to, they had to make everybody had to make a, 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 horror, a Halloween film triple bill, which the rules were it had to be one uh, film before you were born, uh, one film from the last five years, and then uh, like the last film uh, was Dealer's Choice. But you were not allowed uh, trick or treat, Halloween, or one of another like <laughs> easy pick for a Halloween triple bill. Anyway, multiple people put this movie, um, Boys in the Trees, on the list. Uh, I do not know how to get it in Canada, straight up. Like I, like there's no way to even buy it or rent it on any of the services like iTunes or PlayStation Store or whatever. So unless you can track down a physical copy of it or use other internet means, <laughs> like. I looked all over the place for it. Uh, yeah, it's this like, so it takes place in like 1997 mm-hmm. uh, on Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. No, I guess that's Halloween is the night. Halloween Eve is the 30th. I don't know. How does Halloween work? <clears throat> Halloween. Halloween evening. is the Eve. Yeah. yeah. On Halloween. On Hallows. All Hallows, all Hallows Eve. Eve. That's, man. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but Halloween Eve would be the 30th, right? Like. Halloween is already the eve. Anyway, uh, and it's just like this this like skater kid uh, who like takes photographs and like dreams of something bigger and kind of hangs out with the cool kids. Uh, they pick on a little kid right in the beginning, and then it's sort of revealed in the film that uh, the, the little kid's not little. He's just small. He's the same age as them, and the main skater kid who takes photographs and this kid used to be like, best friends. So as the evening progresses, he sort of like screws off from his, uh, his cool kid friends and hangs out with his old friend and his old friend and him sort of like go through the town and kind of like reconnect. And they like share scary stories with each other about other things. And they just kind of go through and it's, yeah, it's like this really like emotional growing up Halloween story from Australia. And I was like, I have no idea why it's not. I didn't have a wider horror movie. I mean, so ish, like, like there's there's enough creepiness and scariness that I would qualify it as like it's could only be a horror film, like because they're tell like they're telling each other kind of scary stories, and the scary stories get kind of like acted out, like they like they go by the spooky house, and then one of them tells the story, and then you see it go, the camera will go into the house, and you'll see the hands coming out and all that, like that has to be a horror movie, right? Like. Like, what else is it? Like, there are, like, body snatches and a couple jump scares here and there and, like, a couple ghost things because they're, like, the kids when they were, because when they were, the whole thing is when they were kids. It's got vampires and werewolves and killer clowns, like, shadow monsters that come out of the the blackness of the walls. It's a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. It's it. It's like, it's, 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 it's kind of like a weird, like, coming of age movie with, like, a horror cape on (laughs) Like you saw it, Scott. I just watched the trailer. Yeah, just also amazing because it's set in 1997. So you're just sort of like, what's the soundtrack? Is it like Ramstein and Bush and like uh, Live and everything else? And I'm like, yes, it is. It's like every time like music comes on, you're like, yeah, it's the night. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, I put a playlist on Spotify that was 90s rock, and it was uh, stabbing westward. And Alice I was just like, oh, too real. <laughs> too real. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I heavily, and it, it like, and um, I guess, like, not, 
not like it there's like an emotional re- resonance kind of thing that happens that like sarah actually like cried uh at the ending like like she was like like moved <laughs> And she was like, I wasn't expecting this. It was like a fun wow. 90s movie. <laughs> it's just like, and it wasn't not made in the 90s, but you know, like you're just like kind of like watching this like thing and you're like, you're hoping for the, you're obviously hoping for the, the cool kid to realize that he's being a douche and to kind of like reconnect with his, his buddy and follow his dreams and, and all that stuff. And it's like, it's a, it's, it's good. It's a, like, I heavily, heavily recommend it. And also it's rare. I think it's like a rare rarity to have films that are like set at Halloween that are not necessarily just like straight up horror. Like this is definitely horror adjacent, but it's like, it's much more of like a coming of age kind of like stand by me. No, stand by me is too weird. Uh, What's like a good coming of age film. It's the one years, the whole TV series. Kind of. Yeah. It's like Australian skater wonder years. Like with horror, like traipsings. Sounds great. What's the John Apatow series? Uh, that one, uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. It's a lot like Freaks and Geeks. Like, like even like even like there's like um, like there's a scene where like the ultimate badass guy, like the the leader of the cool kids, and the the cool kid who's having his sort of like crisis of identity in the film, like kind of like get into it like physically or whatever, and like you just see like the cool kid kind of like like going home and just like freaking out and so like mad at himself that he got so like that he punched his friend and whatever and like and all that like that that gives off a lot of like freaks and geeks vibe you're like yeah like this guy is obviously has his own like the film doesn't necessarily take too much time with that character but you're like yeah this guy is also like even though he's for the purposes of the film he's a monster the film takes that like couple seconds to be like yeah but he's not just a like a two-dimensional monster (laughs) you know like He's just a kid also, like every other character is in this film. <laughs> like he's right. also a person. Heavily, heavily recommend it. Keith, you said something there that I w- I want to do right now. Those three yeah. movies. A m- scary movie from before you were born, one in the last five years, and your wild card. I could okay. Uh, off 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 the dome. Off the dome. Uh, scary movie from before I was born, like hands down alien. Uh, last five years. I'm trying to think of like, like Boys in the Trees is kind of like coming up <laughs> in there. Um, and off off the top would probably be Cabin in the Woods. But I'm saying, last five years, Cabin in the Woods wasn't last five years, was it? Was that last five years? I would say the remake of Evil Dead. No, that's the that's older than last five years, dude. Really. Yeah, Evil Dead was 2013. Wow. Evan in the Woods was 2011. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I, like... All right, so let's all do the the one before we were born. You got Alien. Yeah. Hands, like, I feel like hands down, scary movie from before. It was I don't know about Alien. Off the Dome. I got to think about this one. Where this no, is no, going no. on... on... You can, you can, we can write a, an article about this later after some research, but... <laughs> uh, no, just... First instincts, what you would go to. Silence. You got, okay, uh, so silence right there. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like there's there's other like I can tell you right now while while you while you postulate um, like other stuff from before I was born like again easy easy picks like I would go Alien but easy picks float out for you guys. Keith, uh, Jaws in Texas both easily. Keith, what what year were you born in? 83. Oh, man, you get to choose the thing. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. The original Night of the Living Dead. That's people good. forget about it. It's extremely subversive. It's way, way, way more of a movie than, than people expect. I'm, I was going to choose, choose Jaws, but there was a toss-up between Jaws and The Exorcist. Ooh. Ooh, Exorcist is I mean, good. The Exorcist still looks really good now, if you watch the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, last five years is... Tough, like yeah. I haven't because and again and, and and this is not not just to because of, like whatever like it's even like Fantasia movies and stuff like that like there's been it's been a while since like a horror film has like kind of blown me away. I mean, I guess last five years, John, you can go Mandy. Like, yeah, I don't know if that counts as like straight horror though. It's not really genre like horror, horror revenge film. How about Hereditary? You're forgetting about Ooh. that. That was 
That was in the last hereditary, five years. Hereditary might do it. I'm, I, hereditary I was really fucking good. And if you rewatch it, it really gets better. There's so many clues about what's going on early on in the movie. I also think that I might be in the minority here, but like I I dug Midsummer more than Hereditary, so I would probably throw Midsummer for like, like if if I, it's, it depends if it, like if as a pure horror movie, Hereditary is superior, but as yeah. a like as a movie where because what what Midsummer did that I thought was really interesting was um, like you have this if not compassion but like you have a reason to like be like be rooting for the weird cult people. Like we are like, yeah. they kind of seem to have life figured out, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like as, as crazy as their way of living is, you're like, th- this doesn't seem like it. They're not like, they're not the, the, you know, devil's rejects or like the family from Texas or whatever else. Like, like yeah. they're like, yeah, they're just, they have this completely different uh, relationship with like life like like and the sanctity of life and whatever else than we do and they live this way which is uh very weird and yes sometimes it seems to like if you would like remove the fact that they somehow bring people from the outside in and then also kill them like they're okay (laughs) you know what i mean like that's kind of the only thing where you're like oh yeah that's not so cool that they kind of trick people into this like uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's good the Wicker Man vibes there too. Yeah, but again, the Wicker um, yeah, oh, the, the Wicker, Wicker Man, Man, the original Wicker Man is also a good choice for old timey. Yeah. And like I said, if I if like dealer's choice, I'd have to probably go Cabin in the Woods. Like that would be yeah. Be hard. My, my dealer's choice is going to be the thing. I'm, I'm taking that. Mm. God damn, yeah. I love that movie. Mm. I'm I'm stuck on last five years too. I'm like. Ugh. Bone Tomahawk? That movie made my stomach churn. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. It yeah. was really good. Did you did you go through all the way to the end? Man, it yep. is so gruesome. Yep. That, that whole final sequence in the cave. Fuck. I've not so, seen it. I was I was watching it and I thought it was an old timey, like slow western movie. Oh, so I was like, oh no, I'll my just, friend. <laughs> I'll just I'll just finish the last twenty minutes off watching on my phone in bed before I go to sleep. <laughs> oh my god! Last okay, wait, hang on. Was, I had to they get pull out. the neck. They pull out the chunk of his neck and use it as a whistle. Woo. Oh, I had to get up and go like start my night process over again to like wash that out of my brain. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go brush my teeth again. Oh, I have to get changed. Oh, this movie. <laughs> last, last, last five years, get out, guys. Yep. Get out was good fun. Also, very, very, very high on the on the list of last five years. Us a little less so. I watched I watched Happy Death Day, and it's already on the list. You guys really didn't like it. I thought it was hysterically funny. Okay, no, I didn't didn't hate I it. I, it. I just I thought it was it's it was okay. <laughs> like it's fine. I thought it was okay. It's like in the one fifties. Yeah, that's like the top half. Like it's so here's okay and I, and I will it's underneath Death Stalker. <laughs> the thing about Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day Two. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I watched the trailer and I'm so excited that they're all yeah. back. <laughs> so the thing about about it though is I was like, it if it's it has to it should have leaned more and by like it just like the the deaths should have been more bananas. Like, like when, when she goes full Bill Murray and all that stuff mm-hmm. and like they revel in the weird, like comedy deaths a little bit. And I was like, I think they should have done it a little bit more. And I think that they should have like really did like done some really like final destination crap with just like the deaths being like bonkers. Cause then she just popped up every morning like that. They, because they were playing it so for laughs, yeah, they should have just like, cranked up the weird like Rube Goldberg machine death garbage crap stuff and uh, like just at the end of the movie when the boy is like oh you know what this reminds me of that groundhog day and she's like what <laughs> I've never seen this Bill Murray who <laughs> like uh sold 100% it's good it's a it's a fun yeah. movie like oh does the what... Babadook fit in there when did the Babadook come out not five years. He's older than five years old, I'm sure. Like, I got Get Out was 2017. Right, right. Like, oh, oh, The Witch. We totally forgot The Witch. Nope. 
That is last five years. Yeah. Just. Or what about uh, what was that movie that you really enjoyed? Uh, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Oh, that was yeah. good. I've been meaning to sit down and watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. <clears throat> uh, Fantasy Island. That was not great. Yeah, I don't know. Get out. Get out might be my top five. Uh, my five years pick. Yeah, that's that's a fine pick. I haven't watched it yet, though, so I can't. Yeah, what? Argue it. It's twenty twenty, Scott. Yeah, I know. Support black creators. Oh, savage. <laughs> <laughs> savage. Also, like genuine, like like literally one of the best like horror movies of the last decade, and it's yeah. jam packed with like social commentary. Like that's this. It's the jam packed of social commentary that's been putting me off watching it. I'm like, I need to pay attention to this. You kind of. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I don't want to. When I'm watching a horror movie, I don't want to be like. I need to think about this so much. It follows. It's a little. I think that's 2014. Marissa and I also watched Tremors this weekend, and that was that's good. That was what I wanted. Good fun for a whole family. (laughs) That was what I wanted. Yeah, Kim was saying she watched it with her boys, and we were like, "Oh, maybe, maybe Archer." And then we watched it. We're just like, "It's a little intense." They swear nonstop. (laughs) Yeah, but so does so does Hooper. Like maybe maybe a couple more years. I think that my, my favorite like get out adjacent meme, the thing I just thought about like was in the in the the, the political climate of 2020 when uh, who are the the two main uh, Pelosi and Schumer uh, like in their their show Solidarity uh, after the, in the light of the George Floyd stuff they they came out in the uh, the Kente cloth scarfs and whatever to have their moment of silence and what? stuff. And then it was just like, it was just like, like uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and Ken Schumer, like in the Kenta class, just right sure. next to like Bradley Whitford and his wife or whatever, Catherine Keener and get out also wearing the Kenta class stuff when they come and get out. I was like, who did not, who let, whose people let them walk out wearing Kenta class garbs in like, in show solidarity, like a, it's bananas, and then b, the fact that the internet immediately jumped on the like the white couple from Get Out doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like, I was like, "Yep, <laughs> C- correct. Those are the vibes you're giving off by doing this." Oh man, uh, good times, horror films. Uh, yeah. I I also Scott, you're gonna enjoy this. I started what? watching the Doom Patrol TV show. Oh God. But now you have to okay, you have to watch it because I found out that it's Arrowverse adjacent. It is, it is. They show so up now. There. You have to watch. Well, no, it's not Arrowverse adjacent. It's like Titans verse adjacent, and then it crossed over in Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah, but I mean, so did so did Smallville. So like, I don't. But also, uh, reasonable screen time for Cyborg. That's something. You know. I mean, no. When does what what live action cyborg screen time does he get? I, who cares? That's that's my point. He who cyborg. cares? Cyborg is not a great character except in Teen Titans Go. <laughs> like, he's, a, he's he's kind of fun in Doom Patrol too. So there's there's two things that are amazing in the the Doom Patrol show. Uh, one is Alan Tudyk plays Mister Nobody. Uh, which is fun to see Alan Tudyk kind of just be a weird villain. And obviously, if you know the comic, Mister or does Mister Nobody pop up for anybody else? No, nope, no. That's, he, a, he... that's a more Morrison toy. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Because I was like, I was like, he's all over the place in terms of like power levels. And I was like, does he has any writer like tapped into him? So he like he's narrating the the thing, but then it's also like it's revealed when he starts to be on screen that he's just talking out loud while narrating like what the characters are doing, and. Uh, <laughs> And like uh, the chief, like Niles Calder is like, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, I don't know. Grant Morrison, Reddit trolls, the three people who, like the three new fans who stuck around after the pilot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, the best. I was like, there's so many acknowledged people. Like there's a lot of weird, like, like meta jokes. I mean, like critics, what do they know? They'll probably hate this show. I think I hate this show. (laughs) You can just like. And they're just, they really, really, really lean into the them being like terrible superheroes and just bad at everything. And they're also much more reluctant in the show. Like they really don't want to do anything. Like Cyborg kind of gets in, uh, inserted and is like, because he's special friends with the chief and like the chief goes missing. 
but then his dad is also just like, okay, this is your thing. This is not like, this isn't, this isn't part of the, the, the cyborg, um, like business plan. Like this isn't going to get you into the justice league. This isn't going to get you into, this is the, this is the guy who just takes care of the weird scrappy garbage superheroes. This is not like big marquee, uh, hero business. This is not like for the resume. You can do this, but Star Labs is not funding the bill. So no jet, no whatever, no this. He's like, fine, I'm doing it on my own. So they're just like driving around in a bus. But everybody's like, hey, Cyborg, what are you doing in that bus? Do you know Batman? He's like, ah, just like getting like super pissed off all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then like... Uh, of, all, of all the CW shows for you to, to hop into. <laughs> hey, yo, that's an HBO Max show. <laughs> it's... it's really funny and even sarah sarah's like i enjoy this it's like <laughs> there's also holy crap the just uh brendan fraser plays robot man and just to hear brendan fraser it's you don't really see him he's robot man but just to hear him swearing just like a sailor all the time also full of cussing which is a thing that i find is weirdly missing in the do patrol comics because it was like not done under uh what pre-vertigo yeah, exactly. It was like pre-Vertigo. <laughs> so they still were doing it on the monthly, so there's no cussing, even though you're like, every other element of the comic screams adult content. Yeah. <laughs> Except that they're just sort of like, what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> you know, and you're like, what yeah, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense when we just ripped reality to shreds and there's like eyeballs and towers just like pushing in through the windows and stuff. Nobody to swear in that scenario. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I like the Doom Patrol show. And Scott, I think you should watch it. Yeah, I'll just catch up with all the Arrowverse stuff and then I'll... I'll Aren't they coming to an end? Uh, Yeah, Arrow's done. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else is winding down, but uh, I'm way back. I haven't haven't watched any of it. I've been watching other stuff on the streaming services. What I did watch, though, John, I watched a Kung Fu movie because we were talking about it, and I was like, this is what I want. This is the, the... the flavor that I want to take. So Which I tracked one? down Iron Monkey. Hmm. Didn't see and that it one. Made me, you've not seen it, you, John. Maybe I had it on years VHS. Years ago. I had it on VHS on in the the place. It's the um, it's directed by the guy who did all the kung fu scenes from uh, Crouching Tiger. It's like, a, it's like Tarantino's friend, right? Like, oh, yeah, I did watch that. We went to see it in theaters, didn't we? And it, it has all the soundtrack yeah. done by the Wu-Tang Clan? I know. Or like that's a whole... man with iron fists. Yeah. You're right. That is a man with iron fists. No, no. Iron Monkey is a Donnie Yen vehicle from the <laughs> early 90s. And I found a full stream of it on YouTube, and you should watch it. And then we can talk about Iron Monkey right and Five Venoms Ninja or Five Elements. Five Ninja. Elements Ninjas. But you could also watch the Five Venoms. That one's pretty good too. But I, we but... I watched the Five Venoms. We we talked about that one. That one was yeah. great. Yeah. I listened to that mixtape a bunch. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Pick the Five Venoms of New York. <laughs> oh man! I started watching. I guess to 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 wrap the Halloween show. I started watching the Haunting of Bly Manor. The, the, we talked the, about this last time. I, I got I got two or three episodes into it, and it's pretty good. I would yeah. even say I'm liking it more than I liked The Haunting of Hill House. I, so Chris is watching Hill House right now. Yeah, this is good. She, she wants to watch it when I'm here, but I don't want to watch it. So she's like, "I'll watch it when you podcast." I, I find it dropped the ball uh, as it as it went on. Yeah, and like the the last ten to fifteen minutes of the show are, are terrible. There's so there's a couple things I have I take issue with with Bly Manor. One is the the randomly jamming in actors for, for from the original show, but then forcing them all to have pretty bad accents in the process. Like the accents are not great. Like the the main, like the mom character, she hasn't popped up in uh, too much, but like she she does like she sets up the the thing in the first episode. Uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me tell you a little whore. Uh, her accent's atrocious. She hasn't popped up again, so I'm like, I'm hoping it was kind of like a cameo or something. Her accent was pretty bad. Uh, the uncle, though, I was like, he could have been American. Like, just why did you make him have this accent? Because his accent's also very, like, just like stereotypical, like, posh London guy accent, which yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's I, I don't know. It hasn't bothered me at all. I, you know, it's okay. a little campy. The whole thing is campy, but I yeah. kind of give it a pass on that. Yeah. Uh, and then um, 
and one guy's the, the the guy who shows up at the Scottish accent, his accent's okay. But like it's one of those things where it's just like I find when when accents are weird, they they take me out. And those those two characters, both their accents were weird enough. I'm not gonna be like, and it's trash and I won't watch it. It's just like a weird thing for no reason to be like, I'm gonna bring this character back. He could easily like the uncle like so he's the uncle of the spooky children. I get it. He could have been American and then like you know, and then just like yeah. with business in London, it's fine. <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't make the the main character lady. How far yeah. are you into it? Uh, three, four episodes. Three, like four. we're, and I also feel that they don't lean into the horror enough. Like there's a, there's a lot of like what the characters' interpersonal relationships. I kind of like. feel like they're setting they're setting stuff up. Mm, That's for sure. My guess. I mean, well, it's based on the turning of the screw. Right. And like, uh, and I don't know if you've read the turning of the screw, but like, that's also, it's, it's very old and I haven't read it in a really long time, but I remember it's one of those like super, it's like, I think like an 1890s horror novella, but it's like before, like there was, before there was like really like a genre to bounce off. So it's just sort of like weird stuff happening and it doesn't really go out of the way of explaining it. So I was like, I don't really know. <clears throat> yeah. I remember reading it back in college. So like my memories of it, other than like, like it's literally the stuff, I think that take from turning of the screw is like a weird, like governess or something co- goes to Bly Manor and spooky things happen. And then you're like, and that's the novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 1890s and that's how novels work. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, I, I dig it. And I also realized we haven't watched a million seasons of American horror story. We're like two or three seasons behind. So I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole lot of mediocrity in there. Well, speaking of mediocrity, um, Debbie and I finished the fourth season of um, uh, The Good Place. Oh, no. I do believe that the show has ended. It kind of yep. seems like they, they, like, wrapped it all up. And there were there was one episode in there that, like, we didn't even chuckle a single time. And for, like, a comedy show, it hurts a little bit. But um, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to like. There's good ideas in there. I, I, it was like it was fun to see how they screwed with the 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 setting and the premise. And but man, mediocre. Really? Yeah, that's I a... think that that's network TV. You know, they got to play it safe. They got they got to repeat themselves over and over again. They got to like remind the stupid ass audience what happened in the last episode by having the characters say it again and again. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even get into the first season. Sarah, Sarah watched it, and uh, first season's great. Yep, and that the was it. That's great. Everybody says like it's like a kind of like they're like first season's good, and then like second and third season's all right, and then uh, I haven't really heard much about the fourth season. But I was like, the fact that the first season like didn't get me, and everyone was like, that's the one. And if the first season didn't make you want to like watch it, they were like, you're probably fine not watching it. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I'm not. I wasn't like this is bad. I just like watched it. Was like, okay, I get it. It's a fun little quirky. There's play. really and cool I, ideas about yeah. about the afterlife and about exploring concepts about death and life and meaning. And like, it's rare that a show is willing to tackle those subjects in a direct manner like that. So it's mm-hmm. like interesting when it's doing it and when it's being clever. But there's so much like safe network TV comedy that you got to package around the interesting stuff. It, it yeah. becomes a slog. Oh, I just. I love Ted Danson's acting during the reveal. Yeah. That was yep. my favorite yeah. thing. It was it was candy. Was... Ted Danson's great. He is great. He's good fun. Oh, but when he Sean wants Sean to Connery. be. Sean Connery's dead, you guys. Sorry. Sure is. Bye, Sean. Yep. He was 90-something. And that was... Yeah. But also, I, the one thing I wanted to mention about Sean Connery, though, was he made a bad movie, which was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And then he was like, whoa. I should I'm out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should not be. I thought this was a good movie, and this was trash. I quit making movies, and then he did. Like he didn't do a weird like Arnold Schwarzenegger like comeback thing. Like nope. I was like, so props to you. I know there's, I know there's like, I guess certain things that are said about him that he wasn't always the greatest and whatever else and blah blah blah. But in terms might of have beat uh, his wife a little bit. <clears throat> but in terms of saying saying a thing and sticking to it, where you're like, I'm just, I'm not. I clearly don't know how to make good movies anymore. I'm going to stop. Yep, and then he did for like that like twenty years. Like he could have been cash cow in it. Guys, like- LXG was pretty fucking awful, and he had so much money to just ride out the rest of his life on. You know, so much. Yeah, but I'm sure Arnold Schwarzenegger's fine too. But he keeps like popping up all over the place and crap. Like, yeah, 
showing up in those Terminator films. I believe this was our uh, special Election Eve 90s, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.